0: Hello, and welcome to Living Life Squirrel, a podcast about living and loving life with ADHD. My name is Robin, and I am your host. I'm a woman who was diagnosed with ADHD at 39 after living most of my adult life not knowing I had the condition. This podcast is meant to dispel the myths about ADHD based on my own experience and what it feels like for me and looks like to my family and friends. This week, I wanted to talk about finding your tribe. A while ago, I had a group of three friends over. It had been a few years since we had all seen each other, and it was an awesome night. We were somewhat aware of what was happening in each other's lives because of social media, and the conversation was easy, with no awkward lapses into silence when we ran out of things to talk about. If anything, we were jumping over each other to talk. It was seriously one of the best nights I've had in a long time. At one point in the evening, Living Life Squirrel was brought up. My friends congratulated me on starting this podcast, as they knew I was not really big on public speaking. They knew I had really pushed myself out of my comfort zone to be so vulnerable and to speak about my own experience of being diagnosed late in life with ADHD in such a public way. They also fully appreciated that the goal of starting this podcast was to help others. I knew my one friend at the table had been diagnosed with ADHD as a child but it was a complete shock when a second friend piped up that she too had recently been diagnosed, which meant three out of four of us at the table had been diagnosed with ADHD, which to someone looking at the situation might be cause for concern. Three out of four people being diagnosed definitely seems like an overdiagnosis of ADHD, but in reality it's not. I know what type of friend I am, and I know what type of friends I seek out, so it's not unusual that I would gravitate towards others like myself. And it actually really made sense that so many of us would have ADHD. People with ADHD of all ages are more likely to have problems with social skills, such as social interaction and forming and maintaining friendships. And this is true for all genders and subtypes. That's not to say we can't make friends, it's just that we are always aware of how we seem to others. We know we might seem quirky. And as kids, we may have experienced social rejection by our peers to a greater extent than non-ADHD children and adolescents experience. This might have been because of difficulties processing verbal and nonverbal cues, and not being there for our friends when they needed us. So then, rather than try to repair the friendship or apologize, we simply let the friendship fade, even if we truly value that friendship. Or it might simply be from not having the energy to maintain friendships, truly honest friendships, because we have spent so much energy trying to hide the traits of our ADHD, especially as teenagers, when the goal is to fit in and not stand out. So as adults, when we have more maturity, and when we meet someone like us, someone we click with, and who understands how our brains work, it's amazing. I know I'm cautious about processing information out loud, because I recognize as an adult that it's an unfair expectation for someone to try to follow my train of thought. So I tend to internalize a lot of my thoughts, leading many to tell me I'm hard to read. Which is why it seems that the friends I have without ADHD tend to be the ones who challenge me to share what I'm really feeling and give me the space I need to process my thoughts. They also make it very clear that they are happy to listen without judging. They don't let the friendships fade. And for those friends, I am incredibly grateful, but I'm also grateful for my friendships with others who have ADHD like me. My friendships with others with ADHD tend to be different. When I'm chatting with a friend with ADHD who has let their guard down, I tend to do so as well. I can follow their train of thought easily and understand how they logically made the connection from topic to topic to topic. I understand how their brain works because mine works the same way. It's like a verbal game of badminton pinging off each other in rapid succession. I can see myself reflected in friends with ADHD and vice versa. As we get older, demands on our time naturally prevent us from investing the same amount of time and energy into our friendships as we did when we were younger. Those of us with ADHD have likely experienced tremendous guilt through the years when we've let our loved ones down or allowed the friendship to fade. There have likely been many times when we've hyper-focused on our hobby or project and neglected our friends, essentially disappearing. And so when we find friends who also have ADHD, who have low expectations of how often we will connect, but who value quality time over quantity, it's golden. And that's not to say that those without ADHD have higher expectations, but that often those without ADHD are bettering at remembering to call their friends regularly and let it be known how much they value the friendship. Those of us with ADHD may think about our friends often, but forget to call or connect. And then we feel guilty that we aren't better friends because our friends deserve better. But we don't feel that same guilt with friends with ADHD because they know what it's like to be distracted by life and the guilt that comes with forgetting to be a better friend. Another thing those of us with ADHD tend to do more is interrupt, which is a rude thing to do. But those of us with ADHD tend to become really excited when we connect with someone and may want to show how we understand the other person by sharing our anecdotes. We might interrupt someone when they are talking and it might seem like we're not paying attention to what they are saying, but we are. We just might feel that if we share a similar story, the other person will recognize that we understand and we relate. Not always the best approach. But if you watch two people with ADHD having a conversation, there's often a lot of jumping over each other and an appreciation for how the other is thinking. Lastly, there's a time commitment to really successfully maintaining friendships. My friends know that I can easily lose track of time and this is not a reflection of how much I care for them. And because there's an understanding of how time blindness is a trait of ADHD, those with ADHD tend to forgive one another with ADHD because they get it. Again, that's not to say that those without ADHD don't understand, but I do tend to put less effort into my friendships with others with ADHD because I know we'll be able to easily pick up friendships after months of not connecting in a way that would be unfair to other friends, simply because we both lost track of time. And likely, because we've kept track of each other through social media, we still feel very much involved in each other's lives. So to my tribe, my friends with ADHD, and those without, you are amazing. Thank you for your friendship. Until next time, this is Robin, and this is Living Life Squirrel, a podcast about how ADHD is more than a list of symptoms. If you have an idea, question, or comment, please write to me at livinglifesquirrel at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.